Even though cults are quite creepy, they continue to captivate and convince people to succumb to the sectarian society's every command. These devious disciples with their dark devotions are nothing new and have been around since we've had the will to worship. FYI will make you see the light, brother! We'll uncover the calamitous world of cults on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI. And today we're going to take a darker look at humanity, the dark side. That's right, cults, or as you call them, sectas. Now, we do say the word sect, but we use the word cult much more often. Let's get the show on the road and take a look at our intro, which is chock full of tons of vocabulary that's going to help you sound better in English, sound more eloquent in English. I started off by saying even though cults are quite creepy and even though is aunque. You can say even though, although, or though. Yo me quedé con even though. Even though cults are quite creepy. If something is creepy, it's scary. Te da repelús. A creep es un bicho raro. Una persona de quien no fiarse. Usually, the heads of these cults are creeps. And we're going to take a look at a lot of different cults today and some creepy characters. And one of those is Charles Manson. Don't forget, he was involved in murders, but all of that started as a cult. Then I said they continue to captivate and convince people to succumb to. And to succumb to, this is what you call palabrón. And it's interesting because it has a B in it, but we don't say the B. Sucumbir. Ah, fíjate. Sucumbir o ceder a. So I think it's a word that uh, it's related to this sphere, to this realm, este mundillo. To succumb to the sectarian societies, every command. No, no sé ni yo cómo llegué a decir eso. I don't even know how I managed to say it. And your command is tu mando. ¿Qué es lo que me dices que tengo que hacer? You give me a command. You order me. It's another way to say it as well. Then I said these devious disciples, I think that's easy, devious is uh, with not good intentions, and disciples, well, discípulos, I think you know that maybe from the Bible, with their dark devotions, and devotion, devoción, are nothing new. No es nada nuevo. They've been around since we've had the will, la voluntad, to worship. And the word worship is Alabar. And then I, well, I became a cult leader myself for a moment there. And I said, FYI, we'll make you see the light, brother. 
And that's what they all promise. You know, they're all going to make us see the light and they're all going to make us better people. And we're going to look at that too. We're going to look at the psychology. What makes somebody get involved in a cult? Because they're normally just everyday people like you and me. But we're going to look at some of those factors and we're going to have a lot of fun even though it's a dark subject. Then I said we'll uncover, destapar, the calamitous world of cults and calamitous, calamitoso, eh, funesto, desastroso. And we'll see that a lot of these have ended in tragedy. As always, I think we should start by defining what a cult is. And I'm going to read it verbatim, word for word. In modern English, a cult is a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs and rituals. So there's a lot of vocabulary right there. Unusual, poco normal, poco usual. Religious, fijaos en la pronunciación. Spiritual, not espiritual, spiritual or philosophical beliefs. Y sé que todos sabéis believe, que es creer, but a belief is una creencia. Y otra ch, ch rituals, spiritual, see? Statues, make a list of words like that. Future, nature, and this way you never say situation again. And next time you say situation. I'll continue. Then it goes on to say, or its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. This sense of the term is controversial. Having divergent definitions, both in popular culture and academia. Y eso es en el mundo de los estudios, en las universidades. And has also been an ongoing, recurrente, it keeps happening, an ongoing source of contention among scholars, and scholars are people who study across several fields, muchos campos, of study, de estudio. The word cult is usually considered pejorative, offensive. So if somebody says, oh man, your religion, that's a cult. Nobody wants to think that they're a part of a cult, even if you are. The only way I would say this word is not offensive is like when we talk about, oh, this movie, Pulp Fiction, for example, it's a cult classic. That one is okay, but if you're telling somebody they're a part of a cult in the way we say sect, that's never a good thing. Not these days. But an older sense of the word cult was used in religious devotional practices. They're very conventional things that are related to religion. We know there are many rituals and they would worship a particular figure, usually a particular place. And there are even references to the cult of a particular Catholic saint or the imperial cult of ancient Rome. That's how they used it. But again, back then, it didn't have that negative connotation. It wasn't until the 19th century when the word cult became synonymous with excessive devotion, going too far. And again, we throw this word around haphazardly. Some people would say that my mother's religion, Christianity, is a cult. And if you look at the definition, well, 
technically it is. But I love what religious scholar Megan Goodwin had to say about it. She said the term cult is used nowadays when a lay person, una persona normal, is, says this is a religion I don't like. We just label it as a cult. So I guess uh, we got to be careful with throwing those words around. I wanted to clear up those things. I don't like to split hairs, rizar el rizo, or I think you say buscarle tres patas al gato, but I wanted to clear that stuff up. And then in the 60s and 70s, the 1960s and 1970s, there was a boom. There were cults popping up left and right. And California was a very popular place for cults. And as we'll see later on, all of these cults are pretty well documented. And there are tons of documentaries, fascinating documentaries about these cults, because these aren't just documentaries about a cult, but they're documentaries about sociology, psychology, human behavior. And let's call a spade a spade. Las cosas como son. We are enthralled by these kind of documentaries. That's why they're so popular. And in the bonus episode, I'm going to give you guys some of those documentaries, the top cult documentaries. We're also going to talk about doomsday cults. And what is a doomsday cult? Well, this is an expression which is used to describe a group that believes in the apocalypse. So these are these cults that say the apocalypse is coming, it's imminent, and the only place you're going to be safe is right here at our compound. That's right. Just do as I say. I think doomsday cults are probably the most dangerous ones because if they think the world is going to end, desperate times call for desperate measures, as we say. And some of these people have even committed mass suicide. So that's pretty crazy. But we're going to look at that in the bonus part. Plus, we're going to look at the documentaries, as I said, as well. We'll look at Scientology and we'll look at what Google has to do with an active cult, a cult that is currently active. So we're going to look at all that stuff in the bonus episode. I just want to remind you guys right now that there's a bonus episode every week so you can get tons of extra content and you'll also get PDF documents with all the vocabulary, all the expressions, and all the structures that we look at in each show. Plus, you can attend weekly review classes with me, monthly master classes, and so much more. If you want to find out more about joining our curious community, go on over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And I'd like to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my Super duper students, Javier, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, and Edgar. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Isabel, Paco, Diego, and Carmen. Keep up the great work, guys. I'm so proud of you. And if you guys want to find out more, go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. If you want a free sample, just drop me a line. All right, well, we're going to take a look at Manson. Not Marilyn Manson, Charles Manson. And if you want to find out more about this, because I'm going to give you the tip of the iceberg, there's a great documentary called Manson, 
the women. And in the late 1960s, Charles Manson brought a group of people together, displaced young people, and he called them his family. And they went over to a ranch called Spahn Ranch in California, which used to be like an Old West movie studio. Picture it like mini Hollywood in Almeria. It was abandoned, so they went over there to live on their commune. That's a word we hear often when we talk about these kind of groups. And what they did is uh, free-flowing drugs, mandatory orgies, and obviously, you know, pushing ideals, pushing a narrative, pushing an agenda. And in the case of Manson, he was pushing an imminent race war. And in order to prepare for that, he urged his followers to go on a killing spree. Okay, and a killing spree is matar a muchísima gente. And on August 8th, 1969, a few members of his cult went over to Beverly Hills and they murdered five people, including actress Sharon Tate. If you remember, they wrote the word pig on the wall in Sharon Tate's blood. And the violence continued. It didn't stop there. The next night, when Rosemary and Lino LaBianca were murdered in their home by Manson followers, well, that was kind of the, the end-all, be-all. And the end-all, be-all, se puede decir the end-all, be-all, or the be-all, end-all. Y eso es, eso fue todo. Ahí fue el principio del final. Rosemary was stabbed 14 times times to be stabbed is que te apuñalan and to take a stab at something is intentarlo the next one is synonymous with cults in the united states when you think of cults you think of waco which i think is kind of funny because waco is a place in texas and waco means loco and this was i remember watching this live on tv this was the Branch Davidians, a group of people who followed a man named David Koresh, and he was the leader, and he considered himself the Messiah. He declared all those women that were there, including the ones who were underage, now we're going into illegality here. And even if they were married, he declared them his spiritual wives. And this group like many doomsday cults, believed that the apocalypse was on the horizon. And what they did to prepare, and I'm using air quotes, is they locked themselves in a compound. And on February 28, 1993, agents from the ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms raided the Waco compound, and this was because of a suspicion that he was stockpiling weapons. Now, this was crazy. What ensued, que ocurrió después? It was a shootout and a standoff, a standoff es un enfrentamiento between the Branch Davidians, David Koresh's followers, and the authorities. It lasted, how long did it last? How long do you think they were there on his ranch? It lasted 51 days, and it eventually ended when they brought in tanks. They filled the whole compound with tear gas, and they lit the place on fire. More than 80 
people were killed. And again, this is pretty recent. The Branch Davidians existed from 1955 to 1993. And my favorite thing about these guys is they always believe in polygamy. They're never into monogamy for some reason. Uh-huh. I get it. I get it. And what we're going to see in the bonus part is there are a lot of cults that have gone way too far. We mentioned the underage thing before and even doing rituals that uh, could be harmful to anybody if you're doing it to yourself or doing it to somebody else as i said you know it's all fun and games it's great to worship things people who knows it's great but you got to be really careful because there's a fine line between worshiping somebody or something and i'm even talking about food we all worship some leader we all have a master I just hope that master is you. <laughs> and now I'd like to get into the psychology. I mean, what makes somebody in their right mind get involved in a cult? Is it something that happens overnight? Or is it something that they're grooming you for? And this is a very interesting word because to groom somebody is prepararles, vestirles, peinarles el pelo. But to groom somebody also is to prepare them for your needs. It's used a lot when we talk about young children and sexual abuse. Another word that comes to mind is the word pray. And I'm not talking about rezar que suena igual, I'm talking about presa. Yeah, the word pray es presa. Y acechar a alguien, ir detrás de ellos, is to prey on someone. So putting it in context, these cults prey on young people, right? They're preying on young people, usually, who want to better themselves, que se quieren mejorar. They want to evolve, evolucionar, either professionally or personally. So some of it has to do with self-realization, you know, doing something better, doing something that's almost spiritual, esoteric, something that is bigger than us and this planet. And I think that's one of the reasons people believe in God, Mohammed, or whoever, because we want to believe that there is a higher power. We want to have faith that everything's going to be all right. Another reason that people join these kind of things is because they want to feel a sense of community. They want to feel like they are a part of a group. Maybe these people are outsiders or misfits in their school or in their jobs, and they just want to belong. They want to feel a sense of belonging, which don't underestimate that. The importance of feeling like you belong, that sense of belonging is such a, a basic human need. So they promise you, oh, you're going to bring out the best version of yourself. You're going to reach your higher power. You're going to see the light and you're going to be a part of a community. These aren't your friends. These are your brothers and your sisters. And in many cases, they change their name because remember, there has to be a certain amount of brainwashing going on. They have to convince you that the old you is dead and that your parents and all your old friends, they're no longer your friends. They don't have your best interest in mind. And that's, I think, where it gets really scary too, because I put myself in as a father 
in you know somebody's shoes who's going through this and i don't think i could deal with it my daughter she turns me down she turns her back on me and says dad i'm not interested in you and what you have to say I don't love you. I don't care about you. These people are my family. They're the ones who really care about me. So I think one way we can avoid this is by telling our children every day how much we love them, how much we care about them, how much we want the best for them so they don't end up going somewhere else for it. And I imagine that also there are some feelings of loneliness. I imagine many people are feeling lonely, as I said before. They want to feel a sense of community. Maybe there's a certain vulnerability, right? If you're feeling vulnerable or hurt, dañado o dolorido. And then there's this element of cognitive dissonance. I don't know how to say this in Spain, but the good thing is word reference knows how to say everything. And cognitive dissonance is a conflict of ideas. Dilemma, disonancia cognitiva disyuntiva in layman's terms this means you know in your head in your heart of hearts that what you're doing isn't right something doesn't feel right but you keep doing it anyway you have this internal battle going on where you question your own existence and there's something that we call gaslighting and to gaslight somebody very interesting word and this is a technique that's used a lot in cults to gaslight somebody is to make them believe an alternate version of reality your version of reality it's making somebody think they're crazy when they're really not because well you're a manipulator i guess i imagine most of these people who start these cults are feeling these feelings themselves so they decide i'm going to take advantage of other weak people or people i feel are weak and there's an expression i remember hearing and i it just stuck with me how you treat the weak is your true nature coming through. And I really believe that because everybody is going to treat somebody who they can get something from, somebody who, who can help them out. Everybody's going to treat them with respect. But I'd like to see how you treat that homeless guy on the corner. I'd like to see how you treat the woman who's checking you out at the supermarket. And I don't mean checking you out echándote un vistazo, que también es eso. I mean eh, cobrándote. And we are going to wrap the first part of today's episode Remember, guys, there's a bonus episode. And if you're not sure, as I said, contact me. I have no problem sending you the link so you can give it a listen. I can also send you some sample PDFs from other seasons. Whatever you need, let me know because I'd love to have you in our cult. I mean, uh, our English class. I mean, our community. Oops. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. But as I said before, for a cult isn't always a bad thing. The original meaning of the word wasn't a bad thing. Well, when I talk about cults and I talk about FYI, I just hope it has a cult following. And folks, I hope you'll follow us in the bonus episode of FYI.